0: Hey you! Who me? Yes, you get ready for a time in the word. Yes, yeah, Jesus loves me. Yes, yeah, Jesus loves me. Yes, yeah, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. You know, it's amazing to know that God loves you, God loves me, God loves us. And he demonstrated his love by sending his only son so that through him we may have salvation. And he is called the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God, one who is given to mankind as a sacrifice to pay for our sins, to pay and cover us with his precious blood, so that we can be forgiven, so that we can be redeemed. So in today's, it's time for the Word. We're going to be looking at John chapter 1, verses 29 to 34. And we're going to be looking at the Lamb of God. So we're going to be covering that topic, and today's time for the Word, Sunday edition. Let's go. Let us go to John chapter 1 verses 29 to 34 and we're going to title this one as the Lamb of God the Lamb of God now let us read follow me to John chapter 1 verse 29 to 34 the next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world this is he of whom I said After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending. remaining on him. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and testify that this is the Son of God. Father God bless your word in the ears of your servant. Bless your word in the ears of those who are hearing your message. In Jesus name. Amen. So we are studying the book of John and this is Our third Sunday we still are in chapter 1 so we're looking at verses 29 to 34 and we have entitled this one the Lamb of God so let us begin it says the next day John saw Jesus uh, coming towards him and said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world we have learned that John the Baptist has come and he has been baptizing the people of Israel, as a demonstration of purification. The people were recognizing that there was a move of God, and this move of God was driving Jews to be baptized, something that only those who were converting to Judaism would do. So they were curious, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the religious elite, were curious as to what John the Baptist was doing calling the people basically to repentance we are the children of Abraham what do we need to repent of there's promises upon us we have the promises of God we are the chosen people of God so he was they were curious to see why he was doing the things that he was doing so after that we now we have John the Baptist and he sees Jesus Christ And he calls him by the name, the Lamb of God. He says, the next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and saw him and said, behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Now, the people of Israel, they understand what it is to be a lamb in the sense that a lamb has been the tool that they have been using for hundreds of years as a way of presenting sacrifices, of demonstrating their repentance of their sins by taking this innocent animal and bringing it before the priest. And the priest will prepare it, take his life. Burn it, present it as an offering unto the Lord as a demonstration of sin. In other words, the lamb that was that was being prepared and ultimately sacrificed was a demonstration of the seriousness of their sins, the seriousness of the sin committed before a holy God. Now, if we Consider in the book of Exodus chapter eleven, we have the people of Israel ready to exit the land of Egypt, where they have been enslaved for more than four hundred years and now, in this last uh, day, this day before the great exit, the people of Israel have been given instruction by God Almighty that they should take a lamb and that they should Take the blood of the lamb and place it on the doorposts of their homes so that the wrath of God that was coming upon the land of Egypt may not fall on them. But notice that there is an invitation also as well within this. It is that if the lamb is too big for one family to consume because they were instructed to eat, the whole entire lamb and not leave anything. Then they were to eat, they were to share this lamb with their neighbors if the lamb was too big. And the, and that, and the, then and the beautiful picture here is that you will have the, the neighbors in the home of the individual that has the lamb that will take his blood, place it and the doorposts as a sign to God that this house is covered under the lamb's blood, that they have obeyed the Lord, that a sacrifice has been made, and that this family has consumed the lamb, but, if, but this family can also be composed of neighbors. So my neighbor can be my family under the lamb's blood. That is the message of the gospel. Now we have, we fast forward and we see John the Baptist identifying Christ Jesus as that Lamb. The Lamb that comes to us not from our fold, but it comes from the fold of God. God has given this Lamb to us from his own fold. Notice, the Lamb of God, not the Lamb of so-and-so, but the Lamb of God and God came to us as the Lord Almighty, and has presented to us the sacrifice that we are to offer, and that is His one and only Son, His one and only Son, the Lord Jesus, as the Lamb of God. We'll be right back with it's time for the Word Sunday edition. Welcome back. So here we have the Lord God offering His Son, His one and only Son, Jesus as that Lamb of God. So you may ask yourself, where have we seen this before? In Genesis chapter 22, we have the Lord God who has been revealing himself to a man named Abraham. He has revealed himself to this man called Abraham. And he gives him this command. He says, I want you to take your son, your one and only son named Isaac, and I want you to take him to this Mountain, Mother Moriah, and I want you to offer him to me. I want you to offer him to me as a sacrifice, as a lamb. Abraham gets up in the morning, prepares his donkey, prepares the wood, prepares everything, and says to his son, son, let's go. We are going to go on this journey. We're going to go worship the Lord, and notice this, and we shall return. We're going to go worship and we should return. He didn't question God. He didn't say, God, what are you, why are you taking your son or my son away from me? But he believed that God was able to uh, receive Isaac as a sacrifice, but he was also able to return him back to him. In other words, he was willing, he was able to resurrect his son, So they go on this three-day journey. And they finally get to the place of sacrifice. And Abraham places the wood on the back of Isaac. And they walk up the mountain together. Finally they make it to the hill. And where they're there, Abraham ties him up. Just so he would do a lamb and then he takes the knife ready to take the life of his son as a sacrifice to God in obedience. And the Lord God says, behold, do not do it. And then he looks and there is a lamb stuck in a thicket. And Abraham sees this as a sign of God that has provided his lamb and places it and sacrifices it instead of his son Isaac. That was symbolic of what God, God was going to do in the future. He has provided himself a lamb. He has provided himself a lamb to pay for our debts. He comes in, gives us the payment that that is able to satisfy the great debt that we all have. This great debt, this great infection is upon all of us, which is called sin. He comes in and pays the debt himself by providing himself a lamb from his own fold. So John the Baptist says in verse John 129, He says, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Now, this is important because he says this one is the one that takes away the sins. he's, He's not here to cover sins. He's here to take away the sin. To remove that which causes sin. To remove away the curse of sin. And notice this, he says, the world. In other words, this is not just for the people of Israel. This is for all those who live and abide in this globe we call earth. And all this, you know, for all the nations, for all the tongues, for all colors, for everyone in this globe, in this earth. Jesus Christ is the lamb that God has provided hallelujah as a means of sacrifice to pay hallelujah and to remove that guilt and to remove that curse of sin from our lives so that once again we could have fellowship with the lord almighty the holy god glory to god then he adds this is he of whom i said after me comes a man who is preferred before me for he was before me I did not know him, but that he should reveal, so that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and remain upon him. First, he says, this is him of whom I said, after me comes a man who was preferred before me. He said this to the Pharisees. He said this to the Sadducees. He said this to them that there is one that was coming that was greater than him who's he's not even worthy to untie his shoelaces. In other words, he's not even worthy to be his servant. Because they were amazed that people were coming to John the Baptist, so they wanted to know, you know, who, who is this guy that has, is getting more attention than we are. And he said, there's one that's coming that's greater than I am. You think I'm creating a havoc? You think I'm creating a, 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 a revolution? You think I'm creating a change? No. That's the one that's coming. That's greater than I am. And then he, when he sees him, he calls him the Lamb of God, and he says, "This is whom I. This is the one I was talking about. He is greater. He is before me. He is greater than I am. He's greater than all." And I didn't. I did not know him in this revelation. I did not know him, but I noticed something that happened, and I saw the Spirit of God descending from heaven, peacefully, like a dove. And not only that, but the Spirit remained upon him. In other words, he saw the Spirit descending, he saw this revelation, and he saw that the Spirit of God abided in him. The Spirit of God abided in him. The Spirit of God dwelt with him, walked with him, lived within him. And he says, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see.'" the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. He says, the one that sent me in this, the one that ordained me, said, whoever, the one whom you see the Spirit of God descend on and and remain on, this is he who is the Lamb of God, who is the Son of God, who is the Messiah. And he says, you know, I I am witnessing this and I have seen this, that this that this is happening and that this has happened to the Messiah, to Jesus, to the Lamb of God. I see the Spirit of God on him. I see the Spirit of God abiding in him. And then he declares, I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. In other words, I seen it, I witness it. I can concur. I can affirm that this one is indeed the Son of God. In other words, the Emmanuel, the one that we have been waiting for. God with us. The Lord God with us. He is here and he has arrived and he is in Jesus and Jesus is in him. And he says, I testify that this is hallelujah the son of god and he says i have seen and testified that this is the son of god you know it's, it's important for us to understand this many claim that they are special that they are um that they have this special connection to god but the only one that has been able to demonstrate to us to express to us to manifest to us who God is it's his son John declares perfectly that Jesus and the father are one because he says this is the son of God just like Abraham gave his son Isaac so has God provided his one and only son Jesus through whom we may obtain salvation. For whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is the gospel. This is the good news. That God has provided himself the mediator. That God has provided to us a ladder between heaven and earth, just like Jacob saw, to connect us from this world to to heaven. He has created a bridge of communication where we can go boldly before the turn of God and we can declare in the name of Jesus, we can pray in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, and our sins will be forgiven, hallelujah, and we will be restored completely. Now ask yourself, have you trusted in Jesus or are you trusting in someone else? Are you trusting in Jesus? He is the only son of God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Give your heart to Jesus. Give your heart to Jesus and you will not be disappointed. He is the one that God has provided. There's no other lamb. There's no other sacrifice. It is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ upon that cross of Calvary. It is the, Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus of whom the Spirit of God dwelt in and abides in. He is the way to God. He is the one and only sacrifice that God accepts so that his wrath may not fall upon us God bless you my friends I pray that you may have received this word and that you have been blessed so go ahead read John chapter 1 verses 29 to 34 once again and you will continue to be blessed see you next Sunday and it's time for the word next Sunday we will be talking about His first disciples, the arrival of Jesus' first disciples. So God bless you all.